0: And so I started trying to paddle out towards it and basically I ended up not making it and the wave dumped straight on top of me and I went under, it was fine, I was like getting churned around and stuff and then I felt my leg rope snap and so my board suddenly pings off into the, goes away and <laughs> I'm still held under the water and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know which way's up and I don't know where my surfboard's gone and I finally surface, and another wave is right there and hits me and i go under again and i'm like well this sucks and finally surfaces again
1: this is aotearoa adventures with your host abigail hannah the podcast for everything you need to know to travel new zealand i talk to photographers van lifers moms students and everyday kiwis to hear their inspiring stories from past adventures and to share helpful tips and tricks for your travels whether you're visiting aotearoa for the first time and live on the road or you work a nine to five and have lived in new zealand your whole life you're guaranteed to learn something to plan your next getaway and get a new excitement to explore more of this beautiful country I call home. So grab your hiking boots, hop in the car, and turn up the volume. If you've ever cooked a meal from scratch in the bush, you'd know how challenging it is. Backcountry Cuisine have solved this problem with freeze-dried meals that are lightweight, delicious, nutritious, and so easy to prepare. With breakfast, lunch, dinner and dessert options, as well as vegetarian, vegan-friendly and gluten-free meals, they have something for every adventurer. Backcountry Cuisine are my go-to for yummy meals on the trail and I also keep a stash in the van, just in case. For quick and easy meals for all your outdoor adventures, use the code ABIGAIL for free shipping off your next order. That's A-B-I-G-A-I-L for free shipping off your next Backcountry Cuisine delivery. Head to the link in the description to find out more. Welcome to the podcast, Cody and Kelly. I'm super stoked to talk to you about all of the things, but why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners
2: and then we'll get right into it. Cool. Well, we are the Chases. I'm Kelly. And I'm Cody. And yeah, we just like doing all sorts of cool adventures outdoors, surfing, rock climbing, skydiving, snowboarding.
0: wing foiling,
2: Just all of the... Yeah, sports that kind of get us outdoors and get us in nature, and we love doing it ourselves, like together, and yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. I want to hear
1: about where your love for adventure and the outdoors sort of started, because you both grew up in two completely different places, so tell me a little bit about that.
0: Uh, For me, I grew up in uh, Auckland, New Zealand, so love going to the beach, love being outdoors, And love climbing just since a young age. So that kind of stuck with me. Then I realized that I could go bigger and better. And then it eventually ended up being that I could go higher. So then I started skydiving and just seeing what I could do. And just realized that I could do quite a lot if I wanted to. So started to figure that out, I guess. And have fun with it.
1: That's so cool how the different sort of pursuits, I suppose, build upon each other and can complement each other. And you can just sort of progress from one to the other.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's quite cool. Different aspects can, yeah, like with just knowing how to read the wind and knowing how to like understand the waves and all of that for the surf reports. That yeah, all of that sort of stuff.
2: Hmm. Go for it, Kelly. What about you? <laughs> well, I grew up in Texas in the states, and growing up, I focused on more ball sports rather than, like, the outdoor extreme sports. That's what I knew growing up. Yeah. And so it wasn't really until I came on here to New Zealand that I started, yeah, discovering more of the extreme sports. And I think Cody was definitely a big proponent in that introducing me like he took me rock climbing properly for the first time and kind of started dabbling in surfing before I met him that's actually how we met was surfing so (laughs) that was what drew us together and then we found out like that we had a lot in common and just enjoyed learning new things and new sports and stuff and so yeah so really I've just kind of been diving into that lifestyle over the last five, six years since we've <laughs> met and been together and stuff. Yeah. So it's just kind of interesting how growing up in the States, I didn't really have an introduction to this until until my kind of early twenties. So still relatively fresh for me. But I feel like I've learned a lot so much over just the last few years. So and Cody's been a huge, I guess, stepping stone in that. It's pushing me into it and showing me the way. <laughs> yeah
1: that's so cool um one of the things I love the most about the podcast is talking to people about at what sort of ages they start different pursuits or whatever it is whether it's like alpining or hiking and just realizing that it's never too late to start whatever whatever it is you want to get into is something that I've I've really loved hearing everybody's different stories yeah no that's really cool I'd love to hear a bit more about where your paths crossed you mentioned it was surfing but how did things sort of align how did Kelly from Texas and Cody from Auckland where did your paths cross and how did that all happen
2: well we I think we both have our own version of the story and it's fun kind of hearing it from both sides mine is a bit more short and sweet I think we were I was out surfing at Tawharanui up north most beautiful beach in New Zealand in my opinion <laughs> and I was out surfing. It was a really big swell that it came through. It was an April cyclone. And so I was def- definitely still beginner on my little foamy surfboard. And um, I stayed kind of on the inside, caught a couple waves, and then was like, okay, I'm done. I was with a couple friends. So decided to just go sit on the shore and wait for them to be done. And the beach was quite busy that day. It was just a beautiful, sunny day. So I tried to find a spot that was kind of just away from the crowds and stuff. And there was just this lone surfboard sitting up against the the rope fence. And so I went and sat next to that. And maybe 15 minutes later, there's a surfer guy that came up out of the water. And I realized, like, oh, this must be his surfboard. So he came up and I said, hey, how's your surf? And... It's like, oh, man, I almost got drowned. Like it was thrashing me. I lost my board. <laughs>
0: yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I guess out. that's where my story kind of comes <laughs> Turns in. Turns
2: out it was Cody.
0: Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was out there. And like Kelly said, it was quite a big day. So I was probably in a little bit over my head. Um, And I made it out back. And we were sitting there waiting for the waves. And a rogue set came through. And so it was just bigger and beefier than the rest of the waves. And... Was also going to break a bit further out than where we all were, and so I started trying to paddle out towards it. And basically, I ended up not making it. And the wave dumped straight on top of me, and I went under. It was fine. I was like getting turned around and stuff. And then I felt my leg rope snap, and so my board suddenly pings off into the goes away, and (laughs) I'm still held under the water. And I'm like, oh shit! I don't know which way's up. And I don't know where my surfboard's gone, and I finally surface, and another wave is right there and hits me, and I go under again, and I'm like, "Well, this sucks." And finally, surfers again, and start trying to sur- uh, swim back into shore, but there's quite a strong back current, so I was getting dragged kind of more out to sea, and finally, another surfer came and gave me a hand, and uh, gave me a hand, so he towed me in on his board, and I started as I was walking out of the water. I saw my surfboard leaning up against a fence post. And as I was walking up towards it, I saw this uh, girl sitting right next to it. And yeah, I walked up to her and that's when she asked me, hi, how's it going? How's my surf? And then, yeah, I told her what had just happened and we got chatting. And then she invited me up to go up north to Lee with her and her friends for another surf that evening and so i was like yeah all right i'll do that and yeah there you go
2: yeah i ended up hopping in his truck and we drove up
0: together. oh yeah i had the best pickup line for my truck so it was an old 92 toyota land cruiser Prado. so old truck and it had no starter motor so like the starter motor was busted on it and so i i was like hey kelly can you help me turn on my truck it's a bit kinky it needs to be smacked to be turned on and so like i Pop the bonnet and she was she laughed and said sure and she turned the ignition and I had to whack my car to get it going and started up and Kelly jumped in and we drove up to Lee and yeah
2: yeah and then kind of just hung out every weekend from there and <laughs> it was rest' is history
0: <laughs> yep we're on some epic adventures.
2: Oh you God that's so
1: cool. I don't think I've actually heard that story before. That's really cool. I was wondering, Cody, when Kelly asked how your surf was, I was like, "Are you going to tell her the truth that um, <laughs> of all the things that went wrong, are you going to play it cool?"
2: <laughs> definitely, he told me all the things that went wrong, but I don't. I I remember not realizing like how gnarly it, it was until later because mm. definitely downplayed it. Like, oh, it was no <laughs> deal, but I definitely got hung up. You know, held under, finally surfaced, and you know, little did I know like how much. Kind of trouble he was in, getting caught at, <laughs> caught out. And I think I didn't also, just because I was a beginner surfer, like, I didn't realize, like, how gnarly, yeah, just how gnarly it actually was, how big mm. waves are and what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Tumbled like that, so did since yeah.
0: then now she's she's uh taken a barrel at piha on the head and snapped a board oh <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: so she's she's learned she's learned now how uh big the ocean can be
2: yeah i have much more experience now i've snapped two boards now yeah, so two
0: boards. In, in the space of two weeks with each other
2: yeah so i've got more experience with that big swell so that you know, i think i realize now like oh <laughs> yeah it was pretty pretty rough yeah
1: do you both remember your first time on a surfboard?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mine was at Mirawai at Rimmers Road. So big gnarly West Coast waves. And my friend had yeah. me this. How old are you? I was like 18. So okay. I wasn't too yeah. young. Like I wasn't as young as they usually start when people start surfing. My mate hands me a surfboard and basically is like, go have fun. And then I end up proceed to just get. Slammed time and time again. <laughs> uh, took wave after wave on the head and had a terrible time with it. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad I persisted and actually got good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For me, I was on my working holiday here, or was I? I was, it was my first time to New Zealand, actually. To remember correctly, it was, uh, yeah, it was in actually, it was in Raglan, mm-hmm. it was my first time. And yeah, I just rocked up to Raglan and Didn't know much about it other than was told that it was just this amazing surf beach. And I mean, this was six years ago now. So yeah, I was so much quieter than it is now. And yeah, rented a massive surfboard and went out for two hours with a rented board and a wetsuit. And that was my first time just by myself, just trying it out. So (laughs) that's
1: amazing. Yeah, I've never surfed. It's something that I wanted to do when I was in India. And here I just feel like it's far too cold. Like, I'm, I, the water's really cold. <laughs> I feel like I, I'd like to learn in a warmer country and then maybe have a bit more confidence to sort of tackle New Zealand. But yeah, I remember being a teenager and just watching people on the beach in India surf. And it's just like, that looks like so much fun. And it blows my mind how like all year round people will be in the water here surfing. I was out at Piha last weekend. There's always people in the water at piha aren't there? Yeah, it just looks like such an incredible sport. Tell me a little bit more, I suppose, about why you both love it and why you sort of keep coming back to surfing and keep developing those skills.
0: Um, I don't know. It's really easy flow trigger, so like you can kind of click into flow and be one with the ocean and read it and write it and have fun with it and it's addictive and it's quite fun and yeah like the ocean always different so like some days it'll be beautiful clean like green waves and then other days it will be stormy and like lumpy and windy and choppy and each wave is like different and you have to learn how to read each one and where it's breaking and it's fun it feels like you're conquering the elements almost and uh. yeah I don't know it's quite a just a fun good time and I know it's coming into winter, but I'm still rocking my, like, 3-2 wetsuit that has, like, what, five holes in it now, probably more, and not too cold yet. I can still wear it and be comfortable for, like, a couple hours maybe, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have a high cold tolerance, so I've had to build mine up over the last few yeah. years when I first started. Like, I was kind of... Similar to you or I did not like the cold, like give me the thickest wetsuit and I'll only stay out for a little bit until I start shivering Then I'm going in. But yeah, I think with, for me surfing, it really kind of, it, it makes you really go into yourself and like it's, it is a battle with the waves or it is a, a mission with the waves, but I've found a lot more that it's more of a mission with myself and it draws me inward because it's a big mental challenge. And, you know, especially whenever I was a beginner, I would think that, oh, I need to, I-, I knew I was a beginner, but I wanted to be really good. I wanted to be where I'm at now. <laughs> and you know, I'd see the people like doing turns and carving on the waves and, you know, oh, I want to be at that point. And then I would get really down on myself when I wasn't and I'd fall off the wave or I'd miss a wave or I'd, you know, crash or, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. And so, it was just kind of this constant pursuit of wanting to get better because I've always been a beach lover, always wanted to be in the water at the beach, you know, and what better activity to do at the beach than surf and, you know, be in the water on the waves. And I agree with Cody. It's definitely, it's very much a flow, a flow trigger and that time slows down, everything goes away, all, all your problems and worries all go away when you're on the water, when you're surfing. Mm. And then, yeah, and then it's such a, Person, I've I've just found a lot of just personal growth I think through surfing because yeah I have to be kinder to myself and especially like with being pregnant like I've still tried to keep up surfing even while pregnant and you know it's just kind of learning yeah I have to be kind to myself I have to yeah just do it for the enjoyment of of the sport rather than trying to keep up with everyone else and compete with everyone else I guess like it's just in competition with myself, but I think subconsciously also like, well, I want to be, you know, I want people to look from the shore and think that I surf good or, or something like that. And so it was always just kind of this drive of like, oh, I need to get better, I need to get better. But, but then that was also detrimental because I would sometimes have surfs where I'd be like really yeah I just kind of mean to myself like oh you suck like you know this this is that mental you know that internal mental dialogue Mm. you know like oh you're not getting any better and that sort of thing and so I've just kind of had to learn over the last couple years of like you know we're all it's it's all everybody's on their own journey and we all do it for different reasons but yeah I want my reasons to be yeah personal growth and just for the fun of it like I was I was asked recently, what what word do I use to describe surfing? And I was just like, it's just, it's fun. Like I want, if I was going to explain to people what surfing is, I want them to know it's fun. And that's what I want to get out of it for myself. Just the fun of being in the water, being with my buddies out in nature. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely resonate with some of that sort of
1: inner dialogue and in that you want to be doing better for yourself. But you also, like for me, it's um with rock climbing. And, like, being at the gym, obviously, like, other people can see you and you can see other people, and there's always a little bit of, like, got to be better. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I've definitely had moments where I've struggled with that inner dialogue and realized that, actually, what are the reasons that I'm here to have fun and to move? And those are all the things that I was doing, but it's it's just getting past that sort of mental block, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: And I feel like that applies to so many different parts of life not necessarily in the outdoors but all all sorts of things that we do do you have any sort of tips for people that are beginners or wanting to start surfing and then maybe some advice for people that want to sort of keep
2: developing their surfing and taking it to the next level
0: well that's definitely so
2: the things that come to my mind for tips for beginners is east coast is easier (laughs) west is best east is easier
1: you both started on the west coast so um yeah we both started on the
2: west coast but it's definitely very gnarly and absolutely more difficult so if you go to the east coast you usually have a bit kinder ways yeah
0: choose the right board as well do a little bit of research into understanding lengths of boards and shapes of boards and just figure out what you want to do especially as a beginner like don't just jump on a Small board thinking that you can suddenly just shred because the likelihood is you will just get pounded. So yeah, choose choose like a the right board. Probably you want to start on a longer board to get yourself onto more waves. Essentially, more waves is better.
2: Yeah, and I think for a beginner, no, if you know people who surf, then and who have been surfing for a while, the more you can surf with kind of more competent people, the quicker, the the easier the learning curve is, I guess, Mm -hmm. or taking lessons or something like that. Like that always helps. I think we really progressed in our surfing when we went, we went to Hawaii for two weeks and we searched with a guy who's you know he's a pro surfer or pro windsurfer but he's been surfing his whole life and yeah yeah he taught us so much just on how to read the waves and how to be in the right spot and what to look for and all of that so having somebody who knows what they're doing and can teach you that and then spending time with them and and like cody said getting the more waves you get like The more time you do spend doing it the easier it'll get so Mm. yeah so if you can find somebody to go with then great and you know yeah and if not then just keep going like though you're only going to get better by doing it more
0: i'd be prepared to be absolutely proud like wiped out you know like there's going to be days where you get destroyed and unmotivated and you know like just keep taking wave after wave on your head and caught on the inside and it's not fun
1: sounds really humbling
0: It is. There's some days where you just can't get out the back. But yeah, just keep with it. You get stronger. You learn a lot. Mm.
2: Yeah, you have to just kind of accept that that's going to happen regardless. And every moment in the water or every surf session, it gets you closer to being better. So yeah, there's going to be some sessions that totally suck, but there's always another one around the corner and hopefully it's better and you know yeah you just kind of have to take the bad with the good and yeah (laughs) just keep pushing on and yeah eventually it'll get easier and easier and easier so then with progressing and kind of taking it to the next level part of work that I've done is surf development and um so I've done some training as a to be a surf development coach which means kind of like a, a gym gym trainer for surf athletes and or board it's really all for all board sports but we specialize in surfing and um so it has to do with some part of it is gym training that will help you get more powerful in your pop-up and and be able to paddle better and longer so working on your endurance. But I would even say, even over the kind of physical strength training is breathwork training. And you can probably also agree with this is, yeah, doing breathwork training, um, mental training, so that the more you can increase your CO2 tolerance to be able to like hold your breath longer and be calmer. You are getting pounded by massive waves, you know, if you can just relax and just kind of think of a a, you want to think of a happy place a go-to place where you can just sink into with your mind so that you can just relax and not panic Mm. every time you panic you're using up your brain is using up more of your oxygen and then you end up you know getting in a really scary situation whereas if you can just relax and just like okay i'm not going to be under for forever like most even big waves they only hold you under for you know if you you think of the big waves like at, at in hawaii and stuff like that like some of them they're only holding you under for 10 or 15 seconds but it feels like so much so long and you know if you think about it 10 seconds isn't isn't that long but (laughs) when you're getting pounded and tumbled and hit by so much force water it you know it feels like so much and even at murawai i mean I haven't I don't think I've even been held under for 10 seconds like it feels like forever but it's maybe only four or five seconds sort of thing like for the big waves that I. yeah that's crazy I totally didn't think about
1: that side of surfing and the breath work
2: yeah so if you can train your mind to to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations so yeah if you can train your breath work to you know be able to hold your breath for longer and Um, just relax when even if you don't have time to take a big breath just practice that relaxing and you know just letting loose and not tensing up and fighting for the surface yeah just be able to relax and make your way back up your wetsuit and your board will bring you back up
0: (laughs) unless you leg rope (laughs) step
2: speaking from experience yeah.
0: yeah speaking from experience
2: but I definitely think I noticed a big improvement in my surfing whenever I started training breath breath work and mental training. Cause yeah, like the big waves can be scary, and but if you're mentally prepared to go out in it, you're like, okay, I've got this. Like it's not not gonna be that bad. Like I'm not gonna die. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. And also just stressing like you're in control of when you want to head back in. Like you don't have to stay out if you don't want to. Like if you get yeah. like, really flustered, then just go. There's no shame in going in. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, such such a good point and really great advice.
1: You touched on this a little bit, but tell me about what you both do for work and how your
2: adventures sort of fit around that or how your adventures are work. <laughs> yeah, kind of right now it's our adventures have <laughs> kind of morphed into that. So just recently we've both started doing trampoline coaching and, and snowboard ski freestyle coaching so both on the snow and then we do it on the trampoline as well so it's yeah basically teaching body awareness and spins and flips and tricks on the trampoline that with the technique that kids can bring it to snow so we're kind of training younger athletes younger kids that want to get good at that so yeah but that's what we've both started doing just recently and then cody has his own business as well so yeah does woodworking and Wood turning and stuff but that's super cool yeah so it's kind of cool that we both have a job that's yeah so like yeah, my jobs are coaching and, <laughs> and he does woodworking so and coaching
1: <laughs> no that's so cool to hear Cody you used to do skydive instructing before do you want to tell me a little bit about that journey and how that all started
0: yeah it started when I realized that I could do it I guess I did a skydive fell in love with it and then said to my instructor that I was coming back and he would see me soon after and sure enough he did like I came back and I figured out how I could get my license and what it took and I went back to my local drop zone which is uh, Parakai so just uh on the west coast of Auckland so by wife Beach, yeah, and yeah, I went out there and started doing my F, which is just basically advanced free fall training. I did that over the course of like a couple months. I took my time getting my license; I didn't really rush into it. And then I was working a joinery job at that time, so like pretty standard seven thirty to five job and blah blah blah. And I got sick of that job, and so I decided to say fuck it and quit. <laughs> Uh, yeah so I decided to quit and then I went and started the skydiving school at Parakai so they do a diploma in skydiving uh, out there and so it's a six month long course and I basically went and got my diploma in skydiving so I learned everything that well not everything but a large chunk of skydiving and I got 200 skydives in and made some epic friends and did some epic jumps and jumped onto beaches and uh, i've done jumps all around new zealand now so quite fun all the way up at the top of Bale of islands down to able tasman and yeah south island stuff and now i've got my wingsuit license so that's pretty cool yeah flying on with a wingsuit is something else it's like the ultimate flow trigger essentially really peaceful and relaxing yet high intense and you have to be very present you have to be very very present the whole time and aware of your whole body and what you're doing and yeah the situational awareness is huge as well as like you've got all of these emergency procedures going through here to, of like okay what happens if something goes wrong or you know like xyz and it's pretty it's pretty fun highly recommend if you haven't skydived before highly recommend it <laughs>
1: I guess for most people skydiving is sort of like a once in a lifetime bucket list experience but what's it like doing it sort of every day does it lose its excitement or yeah what's that like
0: It the excitement changes I guess for a lot of people the first what couple skydives are so high intense and like yeah so far like a lot so much is happening that you can't really grasp what is happening if that makes sense like your brain can't quite comprehend mm, can't how really much process it. process yeah, yeah. W- w- what's happening uh, i guess the more you do it the more you learn how to slow it down like because essentially skydive is only 45 seconds long right so you know you can do a lot in 45 seconds but it doesn't always feel that long time dilates and you- when you click into flow and all of that and you get better at your spatial awareness mm. and how to fly and forward style and mm.
1: That's very cool. What's one of your favorite locations that you've skydived if someone's coming to New Zealand and wants to do a jump?
0: I uh, no, that's, that's a hard one. Each one is incredibly unique. Bay of Islands basically has, you know, all of the islands. It's very tropical up there. Parakai is beautiful. It's got, like, Mirawai Beach right there, so you can see the whole... You can see, like, from Parakai, you can see Ruapehu and Mount Taranaki, so... All the way down the North Island.
2: You know, is it Taupo?
0: As yeah, well. Taupo is Topo? <laughs> stunning. You've got the lake right there, obviously. That
2: was my first skydive Yeah,
0: in Topo. <laughs> that's it's a special one.
2: Your first wingsuit?
0: Yeah, my first wingsuit was Taupo. I got a lot of fun memories at Taupo, actually. So I probably recommend the <laughs> Taupo would be the best one.
2: Yeah, I would probably say Taupo. I've I've done a couple. Just well, I've done tandems. So I'm not I've never done a solo skydive, but I've done them kind of around the country and yeah, a very special place. You can see the mountains, have the lake.
0: It's cold. It's full. Yeah. Just
2: abs- just on a on a clear day, it's just stunning.
1: So on Isaac and my third wedding anniversary, I think it was, we were at Lake Pukaki and weather was stunning and I knew that there was a skydive thing just up the road in Twisel and I was like, Do you wanna do it? <laughs> um and so that's how we had our first skydive if it was something that was planned like i 100% would have chickened out like it's not like for me as a person it's not the kind of thing that i can yeah it just it has to be spontaneous otherwise it wouldn't have happened so yeah we did it and we loved it it was it was stunning have you guys like been to mount cook at the the landing base there
0: i haven't no not yet
1: yeah because i can't remember how many feet we would have been up but i think it was a 30 or 45 second free fall
0: Oh yeah, that's 13,000 feet.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. But we could see like Tekapo, Pukaki, Ohau, Benmore, Rua Tanifa? Is that somewhere around there as well? Anyway, we could see like five different lakes and Aoraki and just the whole Southern Alps. But like you said, the first dive, you can't really process it and you're just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it just feels really windy. You're trying to, like, take in this incredible view, but you're also like, what is happening? <laughs> um, I remember putting my feet on the ground and my legs were just jelly. I just, like, flopped down and Isaac was like, I could do that again. And I was like, I could, but not today. Like, I need a breather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, now that's high on my bucket list to do do down there, like, I take my own rig down there and jump.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you get a good day. Yeah, because we could just see so far. It was, it was nuts. Um, what's coming up next for you guys do you have any bucket list things to do in New Zealand or locations or destinations or activities that you want to do
0: next biggest adventure is having a kid Uh, that's it's pretty big Uh, but I definitely think after that we're gonna go to the states and start living in the bus and basically we want to travel the states surfing rock climbing and skydiving and see what that has to offer because we've kind of done a lot of new zealand so
2: yeah we've, we've done a big van trip around new zealand with with our puppy dog and uh yeah now we're ready to go overseas and start kind of seeing more of the world and yeah. i'm also excited just for the adventure of teaching our little girl sports and getting her into surfing at a very young age and rock climbing and, you know, taking her on along on all of our adventures because we don't want we don't want having a child to stop us from continuing to live our adventurous lifestyle. So we just figured, well, we'll just take her with us and <laughs> bring her along is just like we do the dogs. So <laughs> just incorporate every portion of it so i'm excited
0: mostly so we can take show her photos and be like see we did used to be cool
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you think having a baby will change the way that you travel at all or are you just gonna kind of keep doing the same things that you've always done
0: i think keep doing it No, i think we're both kind of keen on that like i was thinking about this i don't think it will change much of how i go about life you know just means that when I go on adventures I'll have a little one on my back or on my front until she can do it herself and then I have just a little adventure buddy you can come along with me and you know like I'm excited to teach her you know, like Kelly said from a young age how to breathe how to read the elements how to understand the weather how to like read the water and read the ocean read the wind and and just learn that cool stuff
2: how to do dangerous stuff
0: carefully yeah how to do dangerous stuff carefully because you know like
2: how to do risky stuff
0: safely (laughs) i'm i'm fully for her doing all of the adventure stuff and then she can just learn how to do it safely and calculated risk and that's a really healthy thing
1: yeah absolutely
0: oh she has she has to learn how to swim when she's a newborn before they lose their natural reflex to hold the breath so
1: Maybe not while she's a newborn. That might be a hard concept for her to grasp. But <laughs> I've had a couple mums or parents on the podcast and I, I just love hearing about people that keep yeah, keep doing the same things. Don't let don't let kids sort of change their lifestyle. Um, tramping, it's it's just so cool to do that. And I think as a kid having those experiences at a young age can be so what's the word? It sort of just forms your life. Informative. Yeah, Is that
0: the
1: there's another really? word and I can't think of it. It's like on the tip yeah. of my tongue. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So that's oh. that's really cool. Well,
0: defining. What was that? Defining.
1: Defining. Maybe defining. Yeah, yeah. Like what you do as a kid sort of defines what you do as an adult. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Well, do you have any sort of parting advice or last tips about surfing or skydiving or
2: anything that we've talked about for people that want to visit New Zealand, want to get into some of those things? The best advice is if you have a dream and desire... Do it. Do it. <laughs>
0: Go for Let it. your dreams come true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. Don't let fear hold you back from trying something mm. new or... You know, you never know where that will lead you. I definitely didn't imagine, you know, my first time surfing that I would end up doing what I'm doing now, you know, five, six years later. And meeting Cardi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Surfing can have, help you meet your husband or wife. So
0: <laughs> Exactly.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, just don't let fear hold you back. Just go for it. Do it.
0: The master has failed more than the beginner has even tried. It's like one of my favorite quotes. And that helps for surfing, that helps for anything. So don't be afraid to fail. Uh, Just send it. Have fun.
1: Awesome. Well, where can people find you on socials? Where can they connect with you? Where can they see some of your past adventures? Give us all the links and
2: I'll make sure they're in the description. Well, mine on Instagram is Callie Chases Life.
0: Uh, And mine is Extreme Kiwi. And my business one is The Kiwi Craftsman. So if you want to check out my wood stuff.
2: Yeah, handcrafted.
0: Handcrafted tankards yeah, and
2: <laughs> timbers <wood> or <laughs> things. But yeah, that's where we share our adventures. And I don't know, at some point we're we'd love, like when we start traveling the States, we'd love to maybe do a YouTube channel and a family channel or something like that. But still to be determined, haven't fully taken that step yet. Well, I can't wait to see your adventures with your new adventure buddy. must be getting so close now yeah we're like a month away now
0: Mm -hmm. final
2: countdown
1: (laughs) 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 well thanks so much both of you for sharing all of your sort of life experience and all of your tips that was awesome thank you so much for having us this has been fun it was awesome to chat to cody and kelly about the adventurous sports that they love doing and i love the way cody put it doing risky things safely I've said it before on the podcast, but Aotearoa is just a great big playground, from surfing to skydiving and pretty much everything in between. You can do it all here. If you want to start surfing or do your first skydive, I hope you had some epic takeaways from this episode like I did. It might finally be time for me to start building up my resilience to cold. Because honestly, I want to learn how to surf. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming along for the ride. If you love the show and enjoyed listening, please take the time to leave a review on Apple or Spotify. I would also love to connect with you, so send me a DM on Instagram or leave me a voice message, and I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, keep adventuring.